What's up guys, Michael James with Beyond the Forbidden. Do you want to receive extra content that's not viewed anywhere else? Support Beyond the Forbidden on Patreon to receive plus content that is only exclusive to members of Beyond the Forbidden. Content like the full two-hour podcast, bonus shows, full-length video interviews, behind-the-scenes footage with guests, and much more. So what do you have to lose? Go to patreon.com forward slash beyond the forbidden. That's patreon.com forward slash beyond the forbidden and become a member of Beyond the Forbidden for just five bucks a month. And also check the description for the links. Coming to you from an undisclosed location somewhere in the Northern Hemisphere waiting out the alien apocalypse. He is armed with a machete and a microphone. Join Michael James as he seeks answers to the paranormal, conspiracies, ancient mysteries, and the occult. Are you ready to trip the fuck out? This is... Beyond the Forbidden. Um, I just want to stay to start off with, I think you and I have something in common if we spent time in the military. I think you mentioned that to me in your interview request, and I was in the Army from 1982 to 1986. And I can honestly say that if I had not joined the military and started making my own path, I don't think I would have ever woke up, not only to the subject matter that I talk about, but to anything. <laughs> because the pressure within my families and my family system and surroundings was, you know, conform, conform, conform. And by joining the army and starting to go live in different places and do different things and challenge myself and see different parts of the world, you know, I started to break away. And I think that's when I started to unplug. Um, and I haven't been a TV watcher in years. I did when I was growing up. Uh, my husband liked to watch television. He was a retired army sergeant. He passed away in 2001. And I found out in 2017 that it was resulting from exposure to Agent Orange, which I didn't know at the time. Mm. You know, I didn't know what was going on. But um, that just kind of got my whole life going in a different path than most people would even dream of. And having choice points along the way where I could have either stayed or moved and I had to, you know, move, whether physically or in a different direction. Otherwise, I would have been stuck mm -hmm. if I had stayed where I was, you know, a lot of a lot of good times, a lot of painful times within that. But it was what kept propelling me forward to coming into the stream of information that I that I share through my YouTube channel, um, which is based on my blog. And I've been, I started blogging in June of 2018. And I would say between, I don't mean say, to inter in interrupt Michelle, but go ahead and throw your, your links and everything else out there in the beginning for people to follow you on social media, YouTube, or your blog, go ahead and throw all that out right now. So people can go ahead and search for it. Well, the main thing is um, my website is piercing the veil of illusion.com. And everything that's on my YouTube channel starts there because I just convert them into videos. 
Um, and then the easiest way to find my YouTube channel is just to type my name in, Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, Gibson, G-I-B-S-O-N. And then if you type Moores after my name, M-O-O-R-S, my YouTube channel will pop right up because there's you know, certainly more than one Michelle Gibson out there, but that's that one is my particular channel. And, um, you know, like I said, because I, I took a different path, I, I think I've been connected to this information my whole life, long before I became consciously aware of it, because it's like I've been picking up all these puzzle pieces my whole life, you know, including the time I spent in the military and I was stationed in Germany and things that I learned then and, um, you know, places that I went and different places I lived in the States. Uh, it's just I've been collecting information and then I, I started piecing it together, I guess around 2014, 2015 was when I started to see this ancient civilization around me. And I was living in Oklahoma at the time. And um, I started I started my own unique research because I was kind of in learning mode <laughs> up yeah. until that point. Um, you know, I wanted to find out because I was getting these pieces. I wanted to see what was going on. Mm -hmm. And um and then when I found a, a star tetrahedron by connecting cities in North America was my own breakthrough. And that was when I um, basically, I started writing down cities and places that were in alignment. And then I started tracking those alignments and I started to see everything being the same all over the earth. And then I started to see how that's who, who it was and then how that civilization got taken down. And then when I started doing timeline research, it went to a whole nother level. And, you know, it's, it's like the shape of the earth is nothing yeah. <laughs> compared to all the lies that we've been told. That's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And that's just to keep us like that at each other. Um, though I'm, yeah. I didn't start out with a, an opinion, but I'm, I'm, I can see where they've manipulated our perception of space and time and so yeah if if we're not a spinning ball then everything's moving around us and i'm you know i i don't go too far with that because it's not my thing my thing is bringing back this ancient civilization and the timeline research and what's taken place here i'll let other people tackle the flat earth <laughs> thing but it it truly makes it's making more and more sense to me um that you know, not only is this reality not what we've been told, it, it's, you know, the shape of it, too, is is in there. You know, Mike Wilkerson, mm -mm. he does the stone hearts and the stone trees and like the the titans that turn into mountains and stuff. It's, it's interesting. I don't know what to think yeah. about it, but it's very. You know, I think we're all guided to do certain things, and I think it's all important. And the thing for me is I see intentionally man-made infrastructure all over terraforming and all over. I think there's a lot more that was man-made, a much better version of man than we are and bigger. Um, and that there's been a civilization on this earth for a very, very long time, far longer than what we've been told. So my position is kind of in the middle <laughs> Yeah. You know, I don't see everything as a mud fossil, but I'm not saying that they're not there. I don't see everything as a giant tree. I'm not saying that they weren't there. My, my thing is that I think you I can, can now. 
<laughs> okay, I, I can show you curving the same shapes of rivers, and I call this Nikki a shape river, exact same shape the bends on every continent. I don't believe that was natural. I think that serves a function on the Earth's grid system, that there's some kind of function with that shape and that it's not the result of, of natural forces. You know, and again, and, and that they're actually canal systems. And you can see that where they have masonry banks, like the Thames, the Thames River in London. Um, it has masonry banks. It's man-made. But it's always called nat natural, which is how they, you know, hide it from us. Just like, <laughs> just, like just like the canal system. Uh, we have a lot of canals here in Louisiana. A lot. Right. Absolutely. And and you're you're you live in what was called Monroe um Washita proper. You live at the mm -hmm. heart of the ancient Washita Empire. And the uh the imperial seat might have been poverty point, but it was somewhere in around Monroe. And um, and the and the Washita are the most most ancient people on earth, and they're still here. <laughs> they you know, still exist. <laughs> you, you know, you know almost more about where I live than I know where I live because this, <laughs> this place, people don't understand, Michelle, that people look abroad for mysteries and everything, for conspiracies or whatever conspiracies of the ancient past, whatever it is. But all you have to do is look in your backyard. Poverty points, a hot skip and a jump from me, maybe just outside of Tallulah, maybe 30 minutes from here, maybe, you know, just look in your backyard, you, right. you know, and that's what I tell people, just walk out your front door. <laughs> yeah. And that was what it was like for me when I started waking up to this in Oklahoma City, I live in an apartment complex, you know, and I'm seeing these, you know, stones just outside my door that were shaped. And um, then I took a walk around the block. You know, I'm starting to see the, the earthworks there and the same earthworks in Louisiana. Perfectly geometric shapes all around. And again, we don't think of it because we haven't been taught about it. Mm -hmm. And um, I can tell you from the trip that I took to Monroe with some of my friends and we met a Washington lady there um, that I was standing in the parking lot of the Motel 6 waiting for her to come meet us there. And I could just feel the energy going through my legs. And that's really unusual for me. I mean, I'm sensitive to some things, um, sensations, that kind of thing. I could just feel it. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, there's so many things that drown that out and the controllers have deliberately deconstructed the grid. Um, there's still quite a bit of it left, but you know, they, they changed it. They got rid of it. Some of it they still use, but that's the thing. There was a very, excuse me, very highly advanced free energy generating grid system all over the earth. And my work is dedicated to showing that, you know, I can sit here and talk all day, but if I don't show you that, <laughs> and, I'm, just, and just, I'm just another talking head and it's, you know, it, it's real. It's just, you have to, to get to the truth. You just have to let go of everything you ever believed to be true. Yeah. And because I lived a different life, I, it was just easier for me to do than most people. And I wanted to know the truth. And when I'm like, I want to know the truth happened. I really want to know this. I want to know who these people were. And that was when I first learned about the Washita. Just so people 
um what what does she mean washita uh and she because she mentioned monroe washita i live in west monroe which is west side of the washita river part of monroe but west side of the river um in washita parish louisiana yes we have parishes we don't have counties here but just to, to clarify that but you was talking about mounds also michelle um or we were a while ago with um uh back in august uh down south from from where i live in baton rouge uh brooks elwood i had on the show to talk about the mounds that he discovered on lsu's campus he's a professor down there and i don't know if you heard about that but lsu's mounds could be oldest human-made structure in north america and he got a lot of heat off that he told me he 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 he, he told me stuff behind the scenes that he did not say on the show and if you if you look up Watson Brake mounds, I think Watson Brake might have that distinction. Um, and that's in Rose in uh, if I wasn't trying to think of it, I can think of it. It's um, south of Monroe. The Watson Brake Watson Brake mounds are on um, private property. But the mounds that we're talking about it says Washtenaw Parish are the same um, age as the mounds over in England that are so old, even older than probably Stonehenge, even though you hear people say nowadays that no, that's, they just made that. (laughs) Um, But whatever the case may be, there's ancient mounds over in Great Britain that are the same age as the ones here, but that's not what our history tells us. And so, you know, to put that in perspective, they're 5,000, somewhere along the lines of 5,000 years old, wow. at least. You were, at you least. were, you were putting me to school with some of this stuff because this, like, I wasn't joking. You know more about where I live than I know where I live, which, which I research all type of things. I, I try to focus on particular things, you know, cause I'll have guests on with conspiracies ancient mysteries, the occult, paranormal, you know, I like to kind of dab into all of it, but with the Watson break mounds, didn't even know about that. And they're not open to the public. They're not open to the public. And I probably might not have known about them, except I went, we went to see the Washington lady down there. Wow. (laughs) That's, that's a whole story. But but, um, you was talking about your military background. Mm-hmm. I, I I came back from basic training and, and AIT, which I, I stayed straight through. It was like 24, 25 weeks in January of uh 06. And maybe in February, March, but it was in early 06 is kind of when I had my awakening, which I've always been interested in UFOs. UFOs, the paranormal, ghosts, things like that. I had my own ghost story when I was a kid. My grandfather, great-grandfather, who was a Pan Am American pilot, and also in the Cold War, um, he he he's the one that got me interested in stuff like JFK and UFOs and ghosts and paranormal, a lot of things, a lot of basic things like that when I was younger. But I got my feet wet. I, no, I just... D- jumped off the deep end and dive in, in the swimming pool in 06 is kind of when I just everything I'm like, I just joined the military, which I don't want, I hate talking about it because 
people think I'm very unpatriotic when I talk about certain things like 9-11 or things like that. You know what I mean? That's far mm -hmm. from it. I love this country. I love, I love living here. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. I sign an oath to against all enemies, foreign and domestic, you know, right. so our, that's why I try to touch on everything. But 06 was just a, you know, it hit, hit me like a. And that was kind of around the same time I started waking up, waking up to more. Um, I left a very difficult relationship and moved back to Fairbanks, Alaska, which is where my husband and I had lived from 94 to 99. And I, you know, I moved there as a widow, but I knew how to live there because I had the experience before. It's not something I would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never lived in Fairbanks before and don't know what you're getting into, don't do it. Um, but I already had established the how-tos and it actually was an amazing time. And um, that was when I really started to wake up to more. Um, and I learned about sacred geometry from a workshop, a flower of life workshop I attended while I was there. And um, had a circle of friends that were kind of open to other ways of thinking and into the Mayan calendar was drawing up close and I was really fascinated with that and I picked up a lot of information about that so by the end of two, 2012 I was pretty awake mm -hmm. I was awake to you know the idea of unity consciousness and oneness and all this other stuff. And then between 2012 and 2016, I learned how, not only how dark the dark was, which was an eye opener. I, I started coming into what became the basis for my own original research. It was like, I got all the puzzle pieces all collected together. And I, I was able to find something which helped me organize that. And so what I wanted to show you is um, what I call the North American star tetrahedron. And uh, a friend of mine in Oklahoma that was one of my travel friends, and she was one of the friends I went to Monroe with, gave me a, a flat map of the earth. I still have it. It's in terrible shape. And I set it up on my dining room table, and I just kind of looked at it in horrible shape <laughs> um, i just kind of looked at it and as i'm eating you know this is over a period of time i'm noticing cities lining up in lines and it's kind of hard to tell but i have faint lines here <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um and then i like i said i had learned about sacred geometry and the shape on there is called a star tetrahedron and and so I knew what, what that was. So I found the, the first line that goes from Edmonton to Ottawa. I found that first. And then I found the one that goes down through um, to the Southwest. And I found the one going back up to um, Edmonton, just kind of by approximation. And I thought, well, let me see if I can find another one. And I did. <laughs> and connecting the dots. So. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Literally connecting the dots. And because I was interested in this kind of thing. And, you know, by that time, there were a lot of alternative researchers on YouTube that would be talking about these places that lined up. Um, what I did was I extended the lines out on the, that flat map 
went as far as I could with it. I wanted to see the other side. So I switched over to a globe and that was the only tool I had available. But it, it, you know, whether my methods are sound or not, I can tell you that I got information back, a ton of information back. And I toyed with the idea of trying to get some kind of grid program. And I thought, you know, I could spend a lot of money on that and not be able to figure it out. So I just used the old eyeball method. And um, in some ways, it may be a kind of rougher than the ones that set the grid up because they were perfect. <laughs> what's the significance <laughs> in those alignments. cities? Well, what's the significance in your opinion with the cities that, that, that make these, that, that align with the star tetrahedron? I think everything was existed in geometric relationship to each other and not only geometric, but sacred geometry and that it lined up with the heavens. Everything was in perfect alignment all over the earth that it was a, a beautiful and balanced civilization. And um, the people who lived in it knew what they were here for. They knew what they were doing. They knew what the shape of the earth was. They knew their capabilities. And um, I'll show you another interesting thing here in just a second, but everything was lined up perfectly. And in our history, and I think of all you know, the researchers doing this kind of thing, we can agree on, the history, the historical narrative is, is basically garbage. Mm, I agree. hundred <laughs> percent. You know, it's yep. garbage. And, and you see that when you start looking at, and you look at specific places and you see, well, this building was said to have been built in, you know, during the depression and it's a massive, huge classical building. Like the Supreme court building was said to have been built between 1932, 1935. Massive. <laughs> You know, what we would consider Greco-Roman architecture. And a lot of these buildings were said to have been built um, in the U.S. during the Depression. A lot of them in uh, Louisiana, Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. During, you know, Huey Long's. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> that's crazy. you got to be kidding me. Right, right in your they... backyard. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they've done. They, they, they've <clears throat> covered up the truth that there was a highly advanced ancient civilization, not only in North America, but all over the earth. Just go outside your front door. It, the evidence is everywhere, but we've had blinders put on because we've been taught that it's not there. You know, there was nothing here. The land was free for the taking, you know, nothing but heathens. And what they did was they turned the builders into, sent them back to the stone age. And then they brought the whole race thing in and, you know, flipped it on its head. And, you know, now we think that we've got the racial division and skin color and all disconnection. that. Disconnection. Well, it, it wasn't disconnection. before. <laughs> it wasn't I, before. That's just, that's just their way of controlling us. So we hurt each other mm -hmm. and take our focus off the ones that are actually behind that. And you don't have to look any further than the big names in history and the big names in, um, you know, the corporate world to find out who's behind it. And now that's on the surface level. Now there may be layers on top of that of off-world beings and, um, you know, non-physical entities, which I think mm -hmm. are part of it too. Uh, um, but but the reason the reason they've gone through so much trouble is because of the prize, <laughs> which is us. And not only humanity, but the, you know, the Garden of Eden that the earth was.
and um you know they're bringing all this artificial stuff in they don't care about us they just care about us as an energy source i i have a note well since you're on this slide right here um before mm -hmm. you bring up another slide um i was going to ask you about so what's the significance in the star tetrahedron and the merkaba what important role does it play with ancient civilizations of the past and why is this not well known with the average joe do certain okay. secret societies hold this sacred geometry as the key to the universe for lack of a better term right right they've, they've kept this information hidden um there have been a couple of teachers that have been bringing it back in i learned about it through john melchizedek um there are probably others um, but i think he was the main one starting in the early 70s and um it's it's vortex space mathematics it's the shape of the torus and um that's our the shape of our light body and the shape of the earth's light body and the shape of the universe and how everything's connected um and so it's it's a very it's i guess you could say high level mathematics but if you kind of drill down into how the universe is structured on numbers <laughs> you know it, it all relates to that but it was used for good and unfortunately i think evil saw an opportunity um and that's where i think the mud flood comes in i think evil saw an opportunity to come in and crash the party and try to take everything over for mm -hmm. themselves and they almost got away with it but i really believe you know i i don't like to see what's unfolding but i also believe that they're going to be held accountable and that they're our forces behind the scenes that are here with us and um, that the good people in the world that know about a lot of the stuff have been actively involved in trying to figure out a way to take it down. And so it seems like for whatever the decision, for whatever reason, the only way they saw forward was to let certain things play out a certain way, which is I think what we're seeing right now. And in order to bring in um a higher level of intervention that might not be acceptable if it didn't get too bad if it didn't get as bad as it needed to get and i think we're in the middle of that right now so so what else was you were you wanting to show us uh, uh yeah i just i just wanted to show you something and i need to figure out the easiest way to find it so let me so while she's sure. trying to find that, I, I want to thank everybody that's following the Facebook page. We're over 150,000 followers. Thank you very much. I, like I say it all the time. I don't know. They just created a life of its own. And thank you to all the Patreons. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And everywhere else, all social media is on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Thank you very much. But today we're talking with Michelle Gibson. Um, you can go to her website, piercingtheveilevolution.com, go to her YouTube channel, which I did a little screen share at the beginning, just Michelle Gibson, and she pops right up. Uh, but yeah, just she's all over, and I'll try to put the links in the description for you to follow her. But um, but what were you going to show us, uh, Michelle? So I, I wanted to show you this. Now, um, one of the things that I've been doing is following up on comments that people have left me, and I've done a considerable amount of work on that. Um, and somebody had left me a comment a while back about the seven Salem solar eclipse. Now, I remember the solar eclipse happening because that was when I first moved to Arizona, the Sedona area. 
And um, I actually participated in kind of a nice um, ceremony, if you will, when that happened. And then didn't think twice about it. And then I, I heard about this from a viewer and this eclipse goes through seven, at least seven historical Salem's. Some are still there, some aren't. Um, and so I decided to go through the Salem's. And the first thing off the bat that I found, first of all, is that there's the one in 2017 and there's another one in 2024, the seven year period. I got the most awesome comments from viewers on this one because a lot of people experienced major spiritual awakening kind of things on that day. It was really interesting. And the numbers are really interesting for it too. But I wanted to show you that in 2024, somebody else left me a comment that the 2024 solar eclipse path goes through nine Salem's. So 2017 goes through seven and 2024 goes through nine. I may have to take a four and a half hour drive to Little Rock <laughs> or, or three and a half hour drive up north Little Rock. <laughs> so the path of totality is when um, it, where this is, is where it gets the darkest during the total solar eclipse. And there's a, there are other examples. This is the one I know of. I think other people have done other research, but how do you explain that other than this civilization was so on top of all events in the heavens and the earth that these cities are actually lined up in certain ways in certain places for certain eclipses, hmm. you know, like it's all perfectly organized. Mm -hmm. And, um, and this was this, uh, this one here, the, the 2024 path I had actually before I started doing the research for this, I had researched those cities because they showed up in a linear alignment that I had found. And so I had just done the research for that. It's almost city for city. Um, so it was lined up perfectly. And then the center uh, where it got the darkest and um, it might take me just a second to find it is a place called giant city state park just south of Carbondale in Maconda, Illinois. You did all this on this article? What I did was, yeah, I, I went through and I looked at each place that was on the path. You have a lot like, of information right here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and the cumulative result of that is I've got all this stuff rolling around in my head and it's get, I'm making connections faster and faster because I've already looked at so much stuff faster than you can um, put it down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that I can, um, yeah. yeah, that I can go back and look at it. Uh, let me see here real quick. Uh, that's not what I'm looking for. The center okay. of something that so anyway, it's, it's fascinating. So, um, I lived in Wyoming too. So that's kind of interesting. And I guarantee I'm, you I'm, that that line that's going through those cities in 2024, probably back then, I would bet if you did a lot of digging or research, those cities within that line, that's probably not the first time with all these cities with, with, with the seven Salem solar eclipse or whatever. I'm assuming mm -hmm. that happens in cycles and I'm, I would have, think that these cities if you looked and dug 
have a lot of Tartarian buildings or, or buildings that got demolished what back in the you know the world fair or the 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 exhibitions and all that you know right and Tartaria is the best known because I think the research came out of Asia which was the historical Tartaria um, but the civilization that was worldwide had its roots in in Mu in Lemuria and so that's where you get the word Moors M U apostrophe U R S from and and so it, they're ancient. And uh, this is a, the uh, empress of the Washita that passed away not too long ago. Um, and they got some kind of recognition through the UN of being the oldest indigenous civilization on earth. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that was the imperial seat in Monroe that we talked about earlier. And then you see things like, you know, was Egypt and Israel, for that matter, already long established in America? Because you find, you know, references to an Egyptian presence in Bestia America, and you get um, Hebrew archers in ancient Illinois, you know, and, and I think the reason for that it was, all, it was because it was all part of the same civilization. And when it got taken down and this reset happened, they just, you know, fragmented it and, you know, <laughs> took, yeah. took things apart that were actually originally part of the same thing. And this is where I'm going here. Um, Giant City State Park. Uh, experienced longest period of totality at two minutes and 40 seconds. And it, and it's in Makanda, M-A-K-A-N-D-A. Well, it doesn't take, you know, rocket science to figure out that sounds like Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And it was called the Star of Egypt. Um, but Giant City State Park is, I mean, they want us to think that's natural. But if you look at other things there and again this is south of Carbondale which is known as Little Egypt that whole area of southern Illinois was known as as Little Egypt and you know you see their walls <laughs> wow. you know they're ancient masonry walls but we don't see that we see natural because that's what they want us to see hmm you know, and this is just one example of gazillion. You know, it's it's, it's remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, anyway, there's just uh, a lot to find, and and that's why I say you just kind of have to um, be willing to to step back and look at things differently, and accept that we have not been given the right information for a reason they don't want us to know they want us controllable mm-hmm. and um you know e- you know individually we're more powerful than we realize and collectively we're definitely more powerful than we realize which is why they want to keep us shut down and distracted and arguing and not seeing what's in the environment around us keeping us divided keep, keep us divided because it t- turns our attention away from the people that are pulling the spring, springs in the background and, um, you know, set up this control system. So they, it's like they reverse engineered the grid that was originally for good and turned it into a control system. And um, I'm just going to show you. Can I show you this real the- quick? Um, you're talking yeah. about this architecture and stuff like that. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> 
I don't know if this was an exhibition or a wor- world fair. I think in San Francisco, I believe. Probably. I don't. Yep. I got it wrote down somewhere. Um, and <laughs> if you look closely, but but look at this. Look at this. Like, is this crazy or what? Like, and, and then and then the 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 writing up here, the moon sinks. I'm gonna try to. It's. I don't know. I'm going to try to read it because some of the words are, but the moon sinks yonder in the West while in the East, the glorious sun behind the herald dawn appears thus rise and set in constant change. I believe those shining orbs and regal. I can't see what that says. R E G U L A T E regulate. Probably. I guess. I, the V's tripping me out <laughs> and regulate the very life of this over our world, our world, yeah. our world, the V's tripping me out. <laughs> so, well, I can tell you that carving something into stone is a lot easier than building a structure like that. And, and I think they've done that a lot. You know, they'll carve a date in <laughs> and say, we did that. Um, and over and over again, they will tell you with a straight face that this was temporary. <laughs> It was built to be temporary. Um, I, I wish and... I had a closer <laughs> image like right here. I bet that's some Egyptian stuff here too. I would, it's, but it's not very, the details isn't very good there. But uh, let me go ahead and stop that share. And I'll, I think it was San Francisco World Fair or in the late it, early was, 1900s or 1800s. There was I'm not sure. one, one, in, one in San Francisco in 1915 that was supposed to celebrate the rebuilding of San Francisco after the fire. There was another one in San Diego that was supposed to celebrate the opening of the Panama Canal. You know, and it just seems to me like the word exposition is like setting the story that or the narrative that you want people to see. And that's what they were doing. They were saying, we did this. And, oh, you know, we're going to get rid of it. And in a few cases, some of the buildings are left in different places. But do you, you know, think that this, most of them. do you think that this was from the old world, from what they yeah, call area? So absolutely. this wasn't created. So this is from who knows when. It was built by whoever the real people were that built it. It wasn't built Man. by the people that said they built it. Man. And um, a massive know, cover up, up going on look up the legion of honor museum in san francisco michael legion of honor museum legion of honor mm-hmm. okay that's still standing it's like the louvre in paris all right let me sh- share the screen here boom is this it <laughs> yep wow what do you think man <laughs> it it looks it looks like so so does this go so, far this looks like roman greek architecture so so does this go further back than so so was that architecture so, and that knowledge already here in in america a yeah, lot older than you, what Ro- the roman architecture was in Rome? or or contemporaneous that it was all you know, it wasn't built the, when, when we were told and who we were told built it. So if you look up um, the Wikipedia, just to get the date on this, and that when they said it was built. 
Okay, so they said it was built in 1924. <laughs> Actually, they said it was founded in 1924. That's, that, that's so, when they so, found it. <laughs> right. So they're telling us, you know, so we can't build like that today. Yeah. But we could in the early 20th century is what they want us to believe. It just blows my mind. <laughs> I mean, look up at the Supreme Court building in Washington, D.C., and, and then it was built during the depression. If you look it up, seriously, that's what they tell you. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, go, so, go to, so, Wikipedia, go, go to so, Wikipedia for the date, just a date check. It's 1932 to 1935. Let's see, where are you at? Yeah, 1932 to 1935. <laughs> so, so this architecture, uh, Michelle, this architecture, was it, um, was a lot, I'm not saying all, was it a lot of it covered in mud and, and it was just uncovered and that's when they founded, that's when they founded in 1920 or 19, whatever, you know. So I'm of the belief, um, what I'm seeing is, and, and I wanted to give the eclipse path as an example of <laughs> is that random you know it doesn't seem to me it's not random no I, you know that no. this that that this civilization existed for a very long time they knew where they were they knew how to build they you know everything was connected to celestial events and that um let's see specifically where i wanted to go with that so I'm seeing this civilization that existed in, in the ancient past, like giant city on up through the present day that we're still using the buildings. Oh, and we're told they were built within the last hundred years. <laughs> and that what I'm seeing is that there was one major reset and there's a lot of different sets of opinions about what happened. For a long time, I've landed on the idea that there was something that was deliberately caused, could have been one event, it could be several events during a short period of time, um, but something caused a liquefaction and it, or something happened and things got covered up and that what I think was going on when certain things were supposed to have been built, like railroads and subways and all that other stuff, that they were actually digging it out and making it useful until they could replace it with cars and trucks and, you know, other things. But that that infrastructure was pre-existing and not only was it pre-existing, it was part of the grid system. And you find the exact same things again all over the earth. You find the subway systems. You find amusement parks. I was going to ask you about that, Michelle. How, how many resets do you think the human race has had in the past? Um, and, and, and you think it's probably maybe just one or maybe just a few or what? Yeah. Well, I think there was a, a happy, harmonious, continuous civilization from ancient times to relatively modern times. That something was done to hijack the timeline and the earth so they could come in and they could take it over and they could restart 
civilization, the new world from the old world, the way that they wanted it so that they could take everything over and suck up the wealth and suck up everything and, um, you know, basically trash humanity, um, you know, which is in effect what they've done is we think we're doing good, but we're, we're really not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they just give us enough to stay alive and pay taxes and, you know, buy things. Um, but their intention towards the human race is not happy for us. And, you know, I think that's, again, what we're seeing play out right now. And um, I'm not, I'm not pessimistic about our future. I was for a while, <laughs> A couple of years ago, it was like, holy cow, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Because I, I kind of go back and forth. I, I'm optimistic. <laughs> then I look at people that are just brain drained, zombified, that, you know, the ones that are giving you the finger in traffic and yelling at the TV because they're team lost. Then I get a little pessimistic, you know, but <laughs> yes. I go back and forth. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I, I remain optimistic. I, you know, I, I've got to just, pull my head out of it completely and just live my life without too much. (laughs) It's hard Mm -hmm. for me to do that. But, um, and that's one thing about my research is I just, I kind of throw myself into it and with the connections coming faster, it's like, I can't get it out fast enough because I'm just really starting to see deep into um, the level of deception and, you know, it's, they got into our languages all around the same time. Um, you know, they, they basically brought in the history they wanted us to learn and gave us these historical figures that may or may not have been based on real figures. Some of them were, some of them could have been completely made up later on. And I go into all of this on my blog and my YouTube channel. So, you know, it's really a lot of information, but, um, you know, hear about the Illuminati and you hear about the secret societies and, you know, it's, there's something there and something going on that, um, doesn't particularly care for humanity. It needs, it needs us, but they don't want us, they don't want us in uh, an advanced form. I agree. And since we're kind of talking about that, which I want to touch on some more other things that I know we're trying to, we're kind of giving up a lot of cliff notes version of stuff because your, your, your material is so vast your or your research is so vast. And I, I understand whenever, whenever you're getting these, what they call downloads and things are just, I, it's hard to get it out because my, my mind, like right now, mom, when you're, when you're talking about this, these things, my mind is just going a hundred different directions because I'm connecting this dot and that, but something I note that I had since we was kind of talking about it, or you were, um, I feel like the true ancient knowledge and this, this sacred geometry is deliberately hidden from us by a certain few, maybe that certain few, rather it be a secret society or some other malevolent force in the world is being guided by some dark entity with this agenda to keep humanity in the dark and to keep earth a prison planet. We are a species that has amnesia of the past. And these entities keep us in a perpetual state of historical amnesia because it makes us disconnected from everything in the natural world, each other and disconnected from our place in the stars. What's your thoughts on that, Michelle? I agree. <laughs> that's, 
that's exactly what's been going on. But if you start talking about stuff like that, the label conspiracy theorist comes out or you're crazy and, you know, um, but they're the ones that don't want you to find out the, the depth of what's been going on here. And um, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, um, <laughs> mining, the mining of the earth is substantial. Where's it all going to? I mean, there's big, great holes of the, in the earth. It's like they mine everything they can and then they leave and just create devastation, environmental dis- devastation, cultural devastation for the people that live there. Um, you know, I don't think it's all staying here. I think it's going somewhere else. <laughs> um, and- so, so the earth is being harvested and mined. We're being harvested and mined. And, you know, something is just trying to get all they can of the resources that are available here including the life <laughs> i agree and they're and they're keeping our true origins hidden while enslaving us humanity through different means you know and that will put a damper on our true spiritual and conscious evolution it keeps us from knowing our true potential but, but we're living in that time of waking up and that's the exciting thing about being a truther right now is you know, I wouldn't have been able to do this 10, 15 years ago, you know, the, it would have been too hard. I think with the blinders still being in place. Um, and, and part of my hope is that my real journey with this started around 20, 2016, 2017, 2018. So 2018 was when I started making videos and blogging. Everything happened to have had to happen a certain way for that to happen. People that I met, situations, and so on and so forth. It couldn't have happened sooner, and so that gives me hope about a, a divine timing or you know some kind of timing beyond my my control. I've never done anything like this before in my life. My degrees in social work and psychology. I I spent almost thirteen years as a nursing home social worker. Um, I'm not a trained historian, but I think that allows me to be um, open to alternative information that's been removed. 